Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This episode, we cover the largest snake species on the planet. Coming from the Amazon rainforest, weighing in at possibly over 200 pounds, the anaconda. Ooh. Anacondas are a fascinating animal, and we will learn all about them. Uh, I believe this is our fourth solo episode on a snake species that we've done. Oh, okay. We, we've covered uh, the black mamba. Uh-huh. We've covered the golden lance heads from Snake Island. Okay, yeah. And then we've done rattlesnakes as well. So this is our fourth one. And anacondas are different because they are non-venomous. They're our first non-venomous snake that we're going to have a solo episode on. Uh, instead of venom, it uses constricting to kill its prey. Pretty cool stuff. And we'll go over all about that. Like my second wife. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we talk about uh, the anaconda, and I have uh, I have one one really interesting story that comes from a Discovery Channel special. Oh, okay. That we're going to talk about, and then we will end on anacondas in pop culture, specifically okay. the anaconda films. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and we hope everyone enjoyed our last episode on the last great race, the Iditarod. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. It, was, it was really fun to learn all about it. And we, we learn all about the history. There's so much more history to it than you, oh, yeah. what you would think. And um, how the race works. And we talk about the dogs. And, of course, the sled dogs of the Iditarod are definitely good boys. Yeah. <laughs> so go back and check that episode if you haven't yet. And as always, we are joined in this studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Professor Cheetor. Good evening, gentlemen. Today is your 99th episode. I just want to say congratulations. Me and my friends at Oxford never thought you would make it this far. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Professor. Great. And, you know, congratulations to you. I don't remember when it was that you came into play, but I feel like it was uh, a good amount of time ago. Yeah, at least half, wasn't it? I believe I started on episode... 69, which is also my favorite position. Oh, All right. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. Figures. I guess it's April so. It is commonly the cheetah's favorite position, right? Everybody everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right. Uh, also, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, without you, we wouldn't be doing this. So uh, it's really awesome. Uh, thank you very much. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Whatever platform you use that will allow a review, give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. Tell us where you're from. But the ratings and reviews really help our podcast gain more attention and gain more listeners. Uh, it means more than you think. So please go ahead and do that for us. All right, but Dave, what do you say we get going? Let's do it. Let's get into our animal for the episode, anacondas. And there are actually several different species of anacondas. Oh, Let's quickly go over them all, and then we're going to talk about our main one the rest of the time. Okay. So all anacondas are native to South America, and they are part of the boa constrictor family. Uh, They are non-venomous snakes that instead use constricting as their method of killing. And I'll I'll go more into that later. Okay. uh, Okay, our first anaconda species to mention is called the yellow anaconda. Is it yellow? It's a bit yellow. <laughs> there, there's definitely some yellowness to it. Yeah, I, I, I took a I took a shot there in the dark. But... <laughs> and the naming of species is sometimes really annoying. Yeah. How they name things It's like yeah. it's yellow, but like there's just like a little tiny patch of yellow, and it, oh. it just and like some other species. But yeah, this one's pretty yellow, so it's okay. it's fair enough. But uh, they are the second largest species, anaconda species, with adults getting up to over ten feet long. Wow. Weighing over 55 pounds, 25 kilograms. Um, some specimens have been over that, like 120 pounds, Jeez. which is not a small snake by no. any means. Still very large. And they do have a golden yellow color along the along with black spots and streaks. Pretty cool looking snakes. Okay. And they can be found in the swampy marsh regions of Bolivia, Paraguay, Western Brazil, northern Uruguay, and uh, northeastern Argentina. So all around pretty uh, common species. There have also been reports that this species has been found in the uh, crazy state of Florida. Uh 
kind of like how the pythons are there, um, yeah. but their their population in Florida is unknown, likely very small. Okay. But there have been sightings that they believe are are these yellow anacondas. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they thought it's in its thought to come through uh, escaped pets or let loose by exotic animal owners, kind of the same as the pythons. So it, very likely, Florida, you might have anacondas now too. Wow. So we're just stacking up all the Florida list on what you probably have there. <laughs> I feel like every few episodes we discover a new one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So next we have the very rare dark spotted anaconda. These are see dark spotted anaconda. Like that's that's their name. That's just not a good name. It's it's kind of a, a what would you call it? contradiction? You know, rare spotted. <laughs> You wouldn't really spot them, would you? Oh, you're stretching for that. Yeah, one, Dave. Was, but yeah. <laughs> but these are much smaller and only about six feet long, and they are only known to be found in northern Brazil and French Guiana. Okay, which isn't a country, but it's a country-sized territory of France. Okay, still, huh? Yeah, wow. in, in South America. Uh, didn't find much else on this species, but yeah. Okay. Uh, next is another rare species called the Bolivian anaconda that is found in Peru. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fairly new species, too. Yeah, did you hear what I said? Yeah, a Bolivian in Peru. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> that, that's not true. It's The Bolivian anaconda oh. is in well, Bolivia. <laughs> well, you never can. Man, now you're confusing me even more. You can't tell with some of these names. I, <laughs> Bolivian anaconda is found in Peru. Well, no. What about those crab-eating... What was that? A crab-eating seal or something like... What was that? The crab-eating seals that didn't eat crabs or something? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there is... (laughs) The the naming of animals can sometimes be annoying. (laughs) I forgot about the crab-eating seals that didn't eat crabs. But Okay, yes. This is the Bolivian anaconda, and it is found in Bolivia. Let's just make... Okay. It's a fairly new species, too. Like kind of, it was once thought to be a hybrid between a green and a yellow anaconda, but later determined to be uh, its own species. Oh, okay. And it's similar size to the yellow anaconda, but only, like I said, only found in northern Bolivia, not Peru. Okay. All right, but now let's talk about our main subject, and that is the famous or infamous green anaconda. Ooh. This is a species you think of when you hear anaconda. It's the largest species and the also the most common one. Sounds Earth-friendly, too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and its Latin name... This is a rough one, dude. Okay. Eunectus marinus. Mar- marini. Hmm. Restart. It, e, okay, I'm just going to spell it out. <laughs> you guys can do what you want with it. E-U-N-E-C-T-E-S-M-U-R-I-N-U-S. So that's its Latin name. That was a rough one. Yeah. Also, it's also known as the common anaconda or the common water boa. Oh. Uh, This green anaconda has the record for being the heaviest snake in the world. Ooh. As well as one of the longest. But it is not officially the longest snake. The longest snake in the world is the reticulated python. Oh. But barely loses. It barely, the anaconda barely loses to this python. Okay. And reticulated pythons live in Southeast Asia, but the anaconda is far bulkier and heavier and just weighs more. Okay. Um, The bulk of a 15 foot anaconda is comparable to that, the size of a 24 foot reticulated python. Wow. Does that make sense? Okay. So a 15 foot anaconda will be about the same uh, weight as a 24 foot python. And actually, the largest known python was measured at 22 feet 10 inches and weighed 130 pounds from Indonesia. All right. Now, I got to say, first off, when doing all these sizes, especially of these snakes, like I was literally while I was got here before we recorded, I was looking and I was like, holy crap, there's another source that says something totally different when it comes to size. Oh, like you, okay. you heard me oh, say yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Like the size is baffling, and how uh, the I don't know how wrong some people are, <laughs> yeah. or like you get these s you this this source will say something, this source says something like way crazier. Yeah. So it's it's we'll just kind of go take our word for it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's an ish. Put an ish on everything. Yeah. 
but a large adult anaconda can be a little over 17 feet long. And it's actually only the uh, females that reach this size. Oh, okay. Females are much larger than males. Uh, An average length for an adult female is around 15 feet. Now, for a male, it's only 9 feet. Oh, my goodness. That's a significant difference. Yeah. Actually, this is uh, this is called sexual di- uh, dimorphism. And anacondas have one of the biggest differences in the animal kingdom when it comes to that. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But that, that is a big difference. That's a huge difference, yeah. Now, weights for anacondas can range from, you know, this is an ish, like I said, 66 to 180. Okay. Give wow. or take. That's kind of more like uh, an average range. Okay. So, yeah, big snakes. Yeah. Uh, and there have been reports of much larger anacondas. Some re- There's been reports from, like, crazy sizes, like anywhere from 35 to over 60 feet. Okay. Like, people, like, they come back and, like, I saw an anaconda. must have been 60 feet long, you know. <laughs> They're really hamming it up yeah. for, the, for to make the best story, I guess. But uh, yeah. these claims come with caution, as there is no hard evidence to say these claims are true at all. Yeah. And the longest and heaviest spe- uh, specimen encountered encountered uh, by a doctor named Jesus Antonio Rivas, who had examined over a thousand different anacondas. Uh, this one was a female at 17.1 feet. Uh, that's 5.2 meters long, and it weighed 215 pounds. Wow. 97 uh, kilograms. Uh, now, that is a big-ass snake. Yeah. So, out of a thousand, that was the biggest one he found. Let's put it in those. That that makes sense. I could, I definitely buy that. Now, there are many uh, difficulties that come in trying to determine size. So, you have the remote locations in which they live make it uh, difficult to locate, first off, and then capture and then measure. That's super, it's very hard to do that and to stretch them out because they're trying to, they're always trying to constrict you while if you're doing that. Yeah. We lost many scientists that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is interesting. An anaconda skin, you know, when they shed. Uh-huh. An anaconda skin, after they shed it, if you stretch it out, it could increase the size by over 50%. Wow. So uh, these this could lead people to believe an anaconda was much larger than it actually is. You know, they find a snake skin, they stretch it out. They're like, maybe this was 60 oh, feet when okay. it was actually 20 feet. Oh, okay. You get what I mean? Yeah. So that could be something. So, and also, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, anacondas have been the subject to the most extreme size exaggerations of any living animal. Oh, really? So, yes, extreme size uh, exaggerations. This is the world record holder. Okay. So, isn't that funny? Yeah. So, who knows how big they are? (laughs) (laughs) It could be the size of a bus for all we know. (laughs) But to give an example of these over... um, Overestimations of size. Here's one. So in 1937, a zoologist named Alpheus Hyatt, Hyatt Verrill, that's a name, yeah, uh, went with an expedition team and they all estimated the size of a curled up anaconda on a rock. Some said it was 20 feet, some said it was 60 feet. Oh. Uh, this was an exceptionally a large one that I believe that way our uh, the length of it was 19 feet. Oh, okay. So you never get um, they never got the weight of it though. Oh, so that's that's even harder to get. I would imagine the weight of an anaconda. Yeah. So it's really hard to know the difference yeah. between them. You'd but, have to be like, okay, let's let him eat Bob. We know how much Bob weighs. So we'll see if he can handle it. Once it eats it, he can't wriggle around. So we'll put him on the and scale. Bob's a real fatty too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's funny how that works with the size and everything. Yeah. And then, then you know you like have people. People just see things differently in their heads. When you, like you see a snake, some some of that's gotta be about twenty feet. That'll get that's gotta be sixty feet. Yeah, you, know, you just get some of those people who just have that exaggeration tendency. So yeah. it's funny how that works and. Yeah. There are uh, many claims that I found. Uh, snakes from 25 feet and weighing 400 pounds. But <laughs> like, there's so many different claims out there with, with these. I yeah. can't stress this enough. 
So but didn't you uh, didn't you mention uh, National Geographic had one of like five hundred? Well, on the National Geographic, like Anaconda, you click on Anaconda, and it said like it could be up to five hundred fifty pounds, and I was like, I never found that any in any yeah, other source be... I found. So I mean, that's National Geographic, so it's like it could be a hundred, could be five hundred. Who knows? Yeah. I, it's very difficult to determine size of these things. It'd have to be some weird nuclear one. I don't know. It's been fed radiation. Thing. Yeah, it's an Andre the Giant sized. <laughs> Uh, anaconda yeah, yeah one no of kidding. a kind i don't know but it, it's it's like i said it's, it's hard to it's hard to imagine a 25 foot 400 pound anaconda it just doesn't yeah it just doesn't click for me yeah so, all the guys used to say that too but that wasn't right <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that better. big yeah maybe that's why they exaggerated so much you know uh and it just seemed it just seems too big for its environment if to be yeah. t- 25 feet, 400 pounds, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. Well, how could it stay up a tree? <laughs> yeah, well, be way in the tree mostly down. they're in the water. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but still that just seems too big in, in my opinion. So, yeah. I feel like they would be too big and slow. Yeah. They couldn't get any fish. Uh, the large, Oh, I guess we'll get there. Huh? Yeah, we'll get there. The largest size verified in captivity was at the Pittsburgh Zoo, and this anaconda died in 1960. It was 20.6 feet and weighed 201 pounds. See, now that seems reasonable Yeah. when it comes to the size. Like, I'm going to go off this. If you Any animal that's over 20 feet long is a huge animal. I mean, the the 20-foot marker, I think, is like the giant size marker when it comes to, like, even crocodiles Uh and even, like, great white sharks. If you exceed that 20-foot, then you're a giant. Okay. Because it's very hard to find many animals over 20 feet long. That's true. And I mean, with the exception of like whales and Uh um, even like elephants. God, they're not even, they're maybe only 20 feet long. Are they? I don't know. But like, like a, but a predator that's 20 feet long is a huge animal. Yeah. Think of it that way. Yeah. But in the uh, deepest parts of the Amazon where people don't go, who knows? Maybe they are an extreme size yeah. and they're, maybe they are able to move around good enough. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like to stick with the 200 pound, 20 foot, 200 pound marker. Yeah. All right. Um, that's what's fun. Uh, the Amazon rainforest is an amazing place and much of it is still unexplored today. Oh. So who, there could be who, dinosaurs out there. <laughs> You know, if you you start thinking about it. But uh, who knows what's in the rainforest? Yeah. Also, the environmental conditions can cause the uh, variation of different sizes for the anacondas. In some areas, they're bigger. Some areas, they're smaller. Okay. Uh, So whereabouts do they live in South America? Well, they live east of the Andes Mountains in Colombia, Venezuela, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Paraguay, Brazil, and the Guianas. Okay. And even the island of Trinidad... I didn't know. Oh, that. really? Yeah. Wow. Basically, all over what's considered to be the Amazon region. Okay. Yeah, that's all close to the equator, right? Yeah. 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 Very close. It's part partially in. So yeah. Okay. And they live in the swamps, the marshes, and the heavy forests. Anywhere there's water, they they like to be around water. Uh, they are they're really good swimmers too, but on okay. land they're kind of stumbly. They I guess it makes sense carrying that much weight. There's so much, yeah, a lot of weight. weight so yeah. they're they're really good in water, but land not so much. Okay. And they have an olive green like color with black blotches along the body. Their head is large, but compared to the body, it's kind of narrow. Oh. Uh, and the eyes are set high on the head to allow the snake to see out of the water while swimming without exposing its body. So kind of like a thing like a crocodile does the same. Their yeah. eyes are real high up on their head. Yeah. And they're actually primary nocturnal and live their life around the water. And like I said, very good swimmers. They can swim at high speeds. And it sounds like they hunt quite similar to like a crocodile too. Huh. Uh, it'll um, get to their, like, you know, it'll float with his head up, kind of moving slowly towards something, taking a drink on the side uh-huh. and then grab it with its mouth and then uh, constrict it okay. or something that's in the water. Kind of, uh, it, it seems very crocodile-like in a M- lot of ways. Must have good eyesight then if it's nocturnal doing that. Oh, yeah. It's nocturnal, got to, you know? to be able to see under the water. Yeah. That's got to be dark. You know? Oh, the Amazon is like the murky, yeah, super murky water. Hmm. But uh, anacondas, while non-venomous, they have a very powerful bite, along with very sharp teeth. Their teeth are small, but sharp and recurved, so that they face inwards 
towards the snake. Okay. And this helps them grasp the prey to grab it. And then also while they're eating it to help make, uh, make it go down. And they have a main row of teeth along their gums. Then deeper in the mouth, they have smaller rows of teeth. It's Ooh. really alien looking like, to huh. see it. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's very bizarre. So if you want to see it, you're gonna, I can't explain it. You'd have to see a picture of it. Interesting. And so I watched several videos of people getting bit by anacondas. Oh, yeah? It does not look like a fun time. <laughs> All of the videos uh, were of, like, handlers, some professionals, and the anaconda just was able to maneuver and out, uh, just use their strength and then just bite them, mostly on their arms. Uh, always lots of blood. Oh. They're, sharp, they're very sharp teeth, I'm telling you. And in one video, the snake was very close to a man's artery on his Ooh. arm, and it took three grown men to pry its mouth off so the man could escape. Wow! Like it, it had a, it just had a grasp on oh, it. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, so they have very strong bite and very sharp teeth. So that's something Sweet. to remember. And our next thing to talk about is, well, Dave, I think it's your favorite thing to learn yeah. about. Um, and that, of course, is how anacondas have sex and reproduce. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? It's an anaconda. Uh, but that is your—that's your favorite thing to learn about, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, like when we talk about weird penises and things like that, <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, though. <laughs> but uh, uh, anacondas are solitary until the mating season, which occurs during the rainy season, usually from April to May. So it's May. Uh, so just, you know, think that right now, anacondas are doing it in the rainforest <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> wow. So how do anacondas do the dirty? Uh, it's very strange, and I'm going to keep it PG-13 because okay. it's weird <laughs> uh, just for the children listeners. Typically, the, uh, the busty females, they lay down <laughs> uh, a trail of pheromones for the males to follow. This gives the males instant snake boners. <laughs> and they follow the scent. The pheromone attracts many males to the female. This results in what is called breeding balls. <laughs> in which several males, sometimes up to maybe 12, will wrap around a single female waiting for their turn to go. Oh my goodness. Isn't that weird? We've talked about like snake orgies before. Cool, yeah. Slightly, but yeah, now you have giant snakes doing it. They could be wrapped together for days or even weeks. Jeez. And the males kind of will like wrestle each other, you know, like my turn, my turn. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very weird. And uh, we've actually, yeah, like I said, we've talked about snake orgies before. Um, whatever you want. Yeah, that's what they're called, snake orgies. Uh, it sounds pretty, it's gross. It's gross. That's weird. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> and they do this mostly underwater. So it's like underwater, oh, really? underwater yeah. sexual orgies. Interesting. Yeah. Probably never been filmed then. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, it'd be too murky. Yeah. Uh, and I, I could have gone into much more detail, but I think that's that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I think you get. I think everybody gets the picture. Yeah. Uh, after mating is completed, the females get pregnant. Uh, the gestation period is around six to seven months, and they like other and like other constrictors. And many other snakes, too. They give birth to live young. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, some snakes lay eggs. Some give birth to live. I don't know oh, the percentage, okay. of, but some do, some don't. Remember the uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom? Remember when they cut open the big snake? Uh, the big python, long? yeah. Yeah. And then they just had the baby. The live babies, the babies, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. Oh. I think that could really happen. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. <laughs> Oh. And then here, this is consistent to the Indiana to Temple of Doom. Litters usually consist of around 20 to 40 offspring. Oh, okay. And that's what I about went on the table there. Huh? Oh, wow. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, the babies are usually around two and a half feet long, give or take. And they receive zero motherly care once born. Oh, really? Yeah. They are on their own from birth. Even, that's kind of, even that seems long. Don't that you is think? long. Wow. And because of this, many don't survive and fall prey to other animals, as you would think. Yeah. Uh, they grow pretty quickly until they reach sexual maturity after a few years. Then they grow slower. Okay. Now, something this is very, very surprising to me. It's and I had I checked multiple sources for this. Okay, 
because it really took me by surprise. And that's the lifespan of an, of an anaconda. Oh, okay. They don't live nearly as long as I would have expected. You know, it's a lot of with the reptiles. They actually do live quite a while. Oh, yeah. But uh, from all the sources that I found, and it was multiples, like talking like five or six sources, it said that they only live like 10, 12 years. Oh wow! I was very, I was very caught off guard on that. I was like, I bet they live at least thirty, but no, yeah. apparently they don't. I mean, if like the longest one in captivity was around thirty, but oh, okay, in the wild it's about ten, twelve years. Wow! I was very surprised by that. Yeah, you think? I mean, they're top predator. You know, they're huge. Yeah, I think it would take a while. I mean, to crocodiles get there, can know? live a lot longer. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. Wow, interesting. Uh, another interesting thing is that no uh, no males, if no males are around, it's possible for a female to reproduce asexually. Oh, interesting. And we've we've talked about this before, and we I remember we talked about it in our Komodo Dragons episode. Oh, okay. We talked about this as well that they were able to reproduce asexually. Some reptiles some reptiles are able to do this. It it gives me like Jurassic Park vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, reproducing asexually is it's just a mind blown thing for me. Like it's just totally wild yeah. how that's possible. How nature was able to concoct that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very bizarre, but pretty cool. Yeah. I think. Okay, so now let's get into the really cool stuff on how they eat and how they hunt. Okay. So they eat a variety of prey. Almost anything is on the menu, honestly. Anything from fish, birds, reptiles, mammals, you name it. Uh, large anacondas may consume large prey such as peccaries, which is like a, uh, a boar. Oh, okay. Uh, tapers. You know what a taper is? Yeah. They have like a, a weird looking... Weird, almost like, like a, a trunk, but not quite. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong thing then. I was, oh, I was thinking of the... What are they? They look like a big rodent. Oh, that's the capybaras. Oh, that's yeah, it, yeah, so they eat those two. Oh, okay. But yeah, the tapers are really... I think the tapers are, I think, they're the largest mammal oh. in South America by weight. But uh, the, yeah, they have this weird elephant snout thing. Huh. It's, it's, yeah, it looks like a mini hippo with an elephant snout. It's weird. Interesting. <laughs> they're, they're pretty cool, though. Um, anacondas also eat deer, uh, capybaras, which are the largest rodents in the world. You're right there. And even uh, they'll even eat caimans. Wow. Which are a crocodilian species close to alligators. That'd be a fight, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I'll, I got something on that, oh, too. Oh, okay. So prey availability varies on where they live. It's believed they can, and it's, it's believed that they can even take down a jaguar. Oh, wow. If they wanted to, which is, of course, my favorite animal. I would root for the jaguar. <laughs> but anacondas are, they're an apex predator. They they do have enemies, though. Mostly, it's the caiman. Okay. Particularly the black caiman, mm. which is the largest caiman species. Uh, it's about the same size as an American alligator, give or take. Okay. There And there are uh, records of anacondas killing black caiman and black caiman killing anacondas. I think it comes down to size on who would win, which one would be yeah. bigger. But black caiman, they're no pushover by any means. They can get over 13 foot long and weigh over 1,000 pounds. Wow. So, um, so yeah, some probably larger. So I can I can only see the an anaconda taking a small black caiman yeah. to be able to eat it and digest yeah. it. But they're... Anacondas do have some risk if they eat a large meal. There's been reports of them. They're literally like... The um, carcass busting out of their stomach oh, wow. before, Jeez. so they 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 do take some risk if they're eating an exceptionally large animal. Jeez. And there are other caiman species as well, much smaller than um, the black caiman, so they probably pick on them more. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the Amazon, I personally think that there are three top uh, main event status predators. Uh, these are being the anaconda, the black caiman, and of course the jaguar. I consider those the top three predators in the Amazon. That makes sense. Uh, all three are uh, vie for the spot, and all probably kill and eat each other mm. as well. I wouldn't doubt that. It's like one is, you know, I'll put it into a wrestling term since I like doing that. Uh, one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. The other is The Rock. The other is John Cena. You know? <laughs> there you go. They're all A-list main eventers. Uh yeah, I like when I yeah. can make wrestling examples. <laughs> yeah. So how do anacondas kill? 
Well, we know that they use constriction, but how does constriction work exactly? Now, there are some misconceptions about how constricting works. One misconception is that they crush or break the bones of prey. That's not exactly true. Okay. Another is that they suffocate the prey. Now, scientists held this belief for until quite recently. Yeah, that's what I was taught as a kid. That's probably yeah, probably like quite recently they've kind of changed things a bit. Uh, but it turns out that the that the squeezing overwhelms the circulatory system, um, meaning that the blood cannot get to the brain. And also keep in mind that they don't uh, that they or sorry that they do utilize drowning their prey as well, okay. which is a Drowning the prey seems like the best method to go for, if especially if it's against a mammal. Yeah. But um, it's not necessarily um, a suffocation. It's more like um, overwhelming the circulatory system. Okay. And that that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, anacondas can hold their breath for over 10 minutes. So unless you're like a dolphin or something, <laughs> mammals can't do that. No. And anacondas, like most predators we've talked about, have no problem being cannibals. Okay. Or eating their own, yeah, being, or other snakes. They, they'll they eat anything, like I said. It's so weird to think of snake-on-snake snake violence. Like, yeah, how would like that how, work? Like, I've seen videos of snakes, like, almost the same size, like, swallowing each other. It's like, how does this work? <laughs> it boggles my mind. I think about it. And yeah, I was like, is it like whoever finishes first wins, or? I don't know. That's crazy. It's it's very odd to see a big snake killing another big snake and swallowing it head first. It's so weird. Oh, head first. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna say I thought they were both going oh, after I've the seen tail or something. With a snake, yeah, they'll do a tail first. I've seen a, weird. a literally a, a a live snake head coming out of another snake head. Weird. Like it's it's all the way down its body. It's so weird. Like, oh my goodness. How does it die? It, it's weird. it's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's uh, when they cannibalize each other, it's it's almost always a female eating the male. That makes sense. So, anyway, once their prey is killed, they use their jaws to open large to open large enough to swallow the prey whole, and their teeth help them help them with that. The different rows of teeth that I uh-huh. talked about, and yeah. they have an unfused ligament on each side of their mandibles that allow them to open as Open like as wide the as jaw. they need to, yeah. yeah. To unlock, like basically unlock the jaw, yeah. Uh, after feeding on a large meal, anacondas slowly digest it, and they can go weeks or months without eating again. Very wow. slow metabolism. And then just splurge a uh, Game of Thrones, a uh, whole Game of Thrones series, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> and this goes for all snakes. Uh, almost always, they eat their prey head first. Unless it's another snake, then it doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, but it makes sense in the way that the limbs are moving. So, okay, you know, if you ate legs first and you had something with, like, wings, then the yeah. wings are going to go the other way and it'd be too hard. So it just yeah. makes sense to go head first when they fold nice and easily. Yeah. Now, the question many listeners, I'm sure, are wondering, and that is, are anacondas man-eaters? Yeah, I'm wondering. It is. Uh, it is very interesting. According and, to the movie, yes. <laughs> well, it turns out anacondas and humans rarely encounter each other in the wild. Now there are reports of anacondas eating humans. There are reports. Okay. But none have been verified. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. And the scientific consensus is that an anaconda definitely could eat a human. Okay. They eat prey that is way tougher and stronger than humans, and they can eat prey that's over 100 pounds, so it's reasonable to assume that they could eat a human of the same size. Okay. Uh, like, what about killing? Do they, are there verified uh, killings of humans? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, interesting. So, kind of the same. And there are no verified reports of anaconda man-eating, but it, I, I feel like it just has... Has had to have happened before. Yeah. Right? Like a small woman or child could easily be taken if alone. Yeah. And like in the river, especially if they're swimming in the river or something, even the men aren't large, you know, like like you think of like tribes uh-huh. in the Amazon. They're not okay. large people by any means. So you yeah. feel like it's had to have happened before. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, we've seen them attack. We've seen the attacks, and and perfectly, it's it's got to be perfectly especially capable like of being a child squeeze a squeeze a human to death, right? You know? you think... I hear, yeah, I hear the you know, like you said, the circulatory system. It's it's a blood pressure thing, you know. You can't. Your heart yeah, I feel. It. I'm like I'm sure it's happening. Like you think of like um the, the old tribes hundreds of years ago. Like I'm sure an anaconda's eating somebody sometime. Yeah, it's had to have happened before. And uh, the only other, well, the only snake that we know of to to active a- actually eat a human, a, an adult human, are those um, reticulated pythons. Oh, interesting. In Indonesia, we've covered at least one story of that being the case way back. Oh, so you oh, might not remember. Yeah. yeah. So it has snakes eating people has happened before, but um, we do not know if it's happened with an anaconda. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Yeah. I mean, you'd think it would because it's a. Uh... A thicker snake, or a, you know. Yeah, I mean, if a python can do snake. it, why can't an anaconda should be able to do it? Yeah. So, I, there's just no verified reports of it okay. happening. And you know, like with the density of the jungle and the river, uh, people who go searching for missing people, they, you're not going to find you them in the Amazon. Be, yeah. Yeah. Not like the Amazon Weekly is going to be reporting mm, this. Stuff. No. <laughs> like another person missing in the Amazon, they're like, yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> So, yeah, no verified reports, but like I said, it's had to have happened before. All right, so there, uh, normally when we do solo episodes, episodes, we go over their conservation status. You know, yeah. the one at one through seven, uh, seven being of least concern, one meaning extinct, and the very other varying levels. So, there is nothing listed uh, for a green anaconda. We don't know its conservation status. However, I do think that it is. Um, I do do believe it's a seven. Okay. Meaning of least concern, or if maybe at worst a six is from my estimations. Okay. So they're doing pretty good, I believe. Okay. And also, anacondas do not make good pets. Do not (laughs) think that they would. Can you imagine? You might be able to have, like, boa constrictors are a common uh, snake pet. Yeah. There's so many different species and they grow different sizes. Now, anacondas are in the same family, but don't get an anaconda. They're huge. You know, especially if it's got like a green tint to it, just stay away. (laughs) Do not, yeah, don't have an anaconda as a pet. They're not good pets at all. Boa constrictors could be a good pet. Uh, Yeah. I mean, some people like pythons, but you can get boa constrictors just kind of quite small comparatively. And they're pretty cool. I'd even be afraid of a python, I think. Oh, yeah. Python. (laughs) Yeah, me too. But like a boa constrictor could be cool. Yeah. As, like a small one. Yeah. All right. So we've learned all about the giant snakes, basically everything I wanted to share. So I want to cover a very interesting story right now. Okay. And then we will um, talk about anacondas and pop culture. So this story is very interesting. Let's go back to December uh, 2014. Let's meet a fairly famous man named Paul Rizzoli. Okay. Probably doesn't ring a bell. Does no. It? He is an American conservationist, an author, and entertainer. He is very big on the Amazon rainforest and uh, the animals within. He is an interesting guy, too. And he, he's kind of known for his good looks as well. Huh. He, he's a pretty good-looking guy. Okay. So he had a book come out in 2014 called Mother of God, An Extraordinary Journey into the Uncharted Tributaries of Western Amazon. Wow. It's a long title, but pretty very specific, too. Yeah. Um, and the, this book has a 4.3 rating out of 5, so oh. that's not bad. Uh, he had another book come out in 2019 called The Girl and the Tiger. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's a novel. I don't I don't believe it's a, on, about a real story. I think it's oh, a novel okay. he wrote. Uh, but this one has a 4.7 rating. Oh, wow. Not too shabby. Yeah. But probably he is most famous, the thing he is most famous for... Uh, and that is to legit trying to be eaten alive by an anaconda. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Let me explain. What, was he on an episode of Jackass or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jackass does come up later. But, <laughs> oh, does. Uh, let me explain. This was done as a Discovery Channel uh, nature documentary that was released on December 7th, 2014. And I'll go over the synopsis. Uh, the documentary is called Man... Or, sorry... The documentary is called Eaten Alive. That's what it's called. Whoa. Uh, Paul Rizzoli goes on an expedition to a remote area of the Amazon to search for and capture an anaconda named Chumana. Chumana, huh? 
which is thought to be more than 24 feet long. Wow. So probably another exaggeration right there. But uh, And his goal was to be eaten alive by the anaconda in an effort to promote wildlife conservation. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, um, he was supposed to, then he was going to be regurgitated out was the idea. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. The, well, that's sounds... what I'm saying. I'm just going to go into space and then drop back in in a minute, you know? Yeah. So he, <clears throat> he and his crew were unable to find uh, Chumana, Chumana, the anaconda they were looking for, if it even exists. We don't know. Okay. So Paul Rizzoli was supplied with a captive, nearly 20-foot long anaconda. Okay. Now, Paul was equipped with a specially designed suit Oh. for this stunt. Uh, the suit had multiple layers, and he, he looked like a fully suited knight. Oh, okay. Kind of, like from medi- medieval times. And the suit was designed to withstand an attack and swallowing from a large anaconda. Oh. But, uh, yeah, and it had like, he had like a radio inside the helmet, so he was talking <laughs> to the people about the whole thing, which I'll get into. But, yeah, he, he was layered up, so. Huh. So Discovery Channel really hyped up this Eaten Alive special. Like, it was super hyped. Huh. And it got a lot of attention. Uh, Paul went on several news shows to uh, plug the sh- plug his um, new special. Uh, I watched some of them, and everyone was like, Paul, you've... You're really crazy that you're you're you got eaten alive, and he's like, I guess you'll have to watch and find out. Uh, like on every time, and then there was like other when when that story came out that a man was going to be eaten alive by an anaconda. Like even if he wasn't a guest, they were talking about it. Like it was everywhere. Uh, this was an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing to, to bring up, like yeah. on, a news, on a news show. So it got a lot of attention, and well, lots of people did watch the special when it premiered. So they did their job by promoting it so much. A lot of people watched it. It had a 4.1 million viewers, which is pretty good. And was one of Discovery's highest rated programs. Wow. Uh, People were genuinely curious to see him get eaten alive. I mean, they did know that he survived because he did the promotion tours and everything. But they were still curious. They were like, I got to know what happened. Uh, Like, it was a... It was a... Hot button for people, though, too. It got a lot of attention. People petitioned to not let the show air because they believed that the snake could be harmed. Okay. PETA had something to do with it. and A lot of people were like, you let a snake eat you, that could harm the snake, which is a fair enough thing to say. Yeah. But um, let's just say that after it premiered that the viewers were very disappointed okay and underwhelmed <laughs> they're the most of them were so instead of being called eaten alive it should have been called weird guy in suit wrestles anaconda oh, that's that probably what it should have been called oh, gee. so in the special he promotes or sorry he provokes the anaconda into attacking him which it does it bites his, it, he was biting him but his suit was helping out okay and it coils around him constricting him legit Totally legit. This was happening. But his suit was uh, made for it. And he had a team nearby that he's communicating with, like I said, through his helmet, the microphone. And uh, they're, they're also monitoring his heart rate. They have something in there that's monitoring his heart. Okay. So Paul but is legit getting constricted, though. Legit. Uh, apparently, it lasted for about an hour in real life. Oh, gee. And the anaconda, so like about an hour away in, the anaconda put him in a like an armbar sub, submission hold, <laughs> and Paul really thought that he was going to break his his, his arm. Oh, the wow. snake was going to break his arm, so he tapped out and called it quits oh. from there. And the crew helped get the anaconda off and everything. So it was a very dangerous stunt yeah. to try to do, but people watching the program were like, "WTF? He didn't even get eaten, yeah, right?" Well, well, I mean, what are they? What is the snake gonna be like? Ooh, metal! I want to, I want to swallow that. <laughs> they actually, they did throw blood or pig guts on him, <laughs> so to make him more uh, enticing That's to go after. Funny. But the special was criticized for false advertising yeah. and being a bit of a letdown. Now I couldn't find the whole special, but I did watch clips of it. Oh, okay. Like it was a really big snake for sure. 
But I honestly have doubts that it would have been big enough to eat him. Okay. Yeah. Like, especially with the large suit on. It just, yeah. like, I was looking at it and it's just like, how could that snake possibly eat something that big? Yeah. It's got to be like 200 plus pounds. I, the, or him yeah. in the suit, you know? Plus, it if just, it's a rigid suit and the snake can tell if it's not going to shrink, you know, compress yeah. in size, like, like a, you know, organic body would. Right. So it just it just didn't seem like it was going to happen no matter what, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, and like I said, a lot of uh, controversy uh, before and after the um, stunt. And like I said, PETA obviously wasn't happy about it. Um, and many other people weren't either, which is kind of fair if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Um, they were worried about the health of the snake during it. And the snake did go through some stress during this whole, whole ordeal. However... Uh, it was not injured or hurt. Okay. Uh, it just it went through some stress. But you could see how people would be like, a lot of people were rooting for the snake. Like, come on, eat him. Like, they wanted they wanted the snake to win. <laughs> That's funny. I could just picture all the all the guys in the background waving their money around. <laughs> <laughs> Taking bets. Is he going to do it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah, like I said, it, the snake did not get hurt. Uh, and they had medics and vets on site just in case. Okay. Um, but it, it's isn't that super interesting. Like yeah. that actually happened. Um, one good thing is like it was he he went on after it the special aired and he went on and was like, hey, you guys are talking about the anaconda now, so I've done my job. Oh, he, like he did okay. his conservational job. Yeah. Like people were let down, but now you're thinking about anacondas and now you save the rainforest, blah, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. So it there was something you could say that came out of it. And um, some people liked the show just because it had, like, the horror elements. They were just let down by the ending. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, a very interesting story. I, I, am, I am bummed that he didn't get eaten. <laughs> like, think how cool that would have been to videotape, to, yeah. to film that. It would have been pretty cool. But, no, he did not. All right. So, an interesting story, though. Huh? Yeah. All right. So, now I, I want to go into anacondas in pop culture. And they're actually pretty... F- fairly popular in pop culture mostly portrayed in horror literature and films you know they're the the villain most of the time um often gigantic and able to kill and eat people that's what you think of when you hear of hear of an anaconda right yeah but first let's talk about um them in a film uh that film is jackass number two (laughs) i told you jackass was gonna come out uh you remember the jackass guys right yeah (laughs) Well, they did a stunt in the movie called Anaconda Ball Pit. <laughs> Wait, did they dress up like a woman, a woman snake, or a female snake? No. <laughs> but uh, Jackass was a funny show, especially when I was younger. Now I'm older, and I was thinking those guys were so stupid. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, in the stunt, it was Johnny Knoxville. I, I like, I do like Johnny Knoxville. I actually think he's a pretty good actor. Yeah. I've seen him in some other things. Uh-huh. He, I, I like Johnny Knoxville. So you got Knoxville, and then you got Wee Man. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. And then you got the other guy. I think his name was Ryan. I can't remember his last name. <laughs> That's funny. They got they all have names. And then you got Steve-O. And, and then Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they they got into a large ball pit. Like, you know, you used to see in McDonald's. Like a big ball pit. Yeah. And also in the ball pit are two anacondas. <laughs> and it starts out with uh, Johnny Knoxville. Welcome. You know, well, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. This is the anaconda, anaconda ball pit. And then right then, Wee Man just punches him right in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. just, you, you can't have Jackass without a uh, nut punch, right? Yeah. But then uh, John Knoxville comes back and, like, does a sidekick to Wee Man and hits his nuts. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Uh, but they they were wearing cups, okay. Just in case, like an anaconda got to them, so they wore oh, a cup, which so. is probably a, a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but Knoxville tries handling the anaconda, but grabs too f- uh, far away from the head, and so the anaconda comes back and bites him several times on his right arm. Oh my goodness! And you know, as soon as the, the snake lets go, it's instant blood, like gushing. Uh. Like his arm looked like um, dusty roads. Back when he would, uh, in the Crimson Mask in wrestling, when it was just uh, his whole face is bloody. But yeah, his arm was extremely bl- bloody. Uh, that's really the most that happened that's uh, in the in the skit. But uh, 
Yeah, don't go in a ball pit with anacondas, yeah. boys and girls. And then uh, must they, have taken a while to clean up that McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, Jackasses, they used to have a couple of the side characters. I think it was Steve-O and Pontius who did a show called Wild Boys. Oh, I didn't they see were, that one. They would just do stupid things in nature. I don't remember it very well. But I swear, I, somebody like got like a baby alligator and put it up to his nipple, and it bit his Ugh. nipple. Like we're talking really stupid stuff here. Wow. But they always had like an animal expert on hand. But he was also like one of them. It felt like you know <laughs> he was just as nuts as them. He was a very interesting guy. But yeah, that's the jackass that's portion. Funny. Uh, next, let's go to a famous lyric from a famous song by Sir Mixalot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, we actually, Dave and I, I was telling him about it, and uh, so we watched the music video to <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot, and the song's called Baby Got Back. I'm sure everybody knows it, has heard this song from the 90s, but it's when he talks about big butts. Yeah. But we watched the music video. Wasn't it funny? Yeah. I was, it was pretty raunchy for that era. I wouldn't think for, that would be For that era, but then now, I was like, that was nothing, because yeah. I got something else to talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, for them, that might have been raunchy, but... Uh, well, the famous lyric is, My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. And I think we know what he's referring to when he's talking about his anaconda. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a great song. Yeah. I remember that song as a kid, and I thought it was great. But I really didn't get it when I was a kid, and then now as an adult, like, I get all the references now. I was like, oh, okay, now yeah. I get it. It, ma- it makes it better, in my yeah. opinion. I think he just made having a pet pet anaconda uh, popular back Yeah, then. that's what I thought. I was like, anaconda, cool. I like animals, duh. <laughs> Mom, can I get one? <laughs> it's in this song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then um, this part of Sir Mix-a-Lot's song uh, is used in the 2014 Nicki Minaj song titled Anaconda. That's the name of the track. Oh. Where she basically sings about and I am going to give a quote from this song, okay? Okay. This is what she sings about. I got a big fat ass. <laughs> That's what she's singing about. <laughs> it sounds along the same lines as the Sir Mix-a-Lot song. Oh, this one's way raunchier. Oh, is it? Yeah, the song has a it has a good beat, and I bet it would be good at nightclubs. <laughs> but uh, you've never seen the music video. No. Um, you've never heard no. the song, so you've never seen the music video. I'm going to explain the music video in three words, okay? Okay. Whole lot of ass. <laughs> it is just an ass parade. Be oh. uh, good for, uh, I'm sure a lot of teenagers will like it. <laughs> but it is, it's super raunchy. It definitely oh. is. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, fu- it's kind of a funny song too. Oh. But, uh, and the, the video is funny too. Just a lot of ass bouncing. I'm into it though. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, another part. So let's now get to the main thing. Uh, the main part of pop culture, and that is, of course, the Anaconda film series. Uh, the first, the first one, which is the main one, is the uh, one from 1997 called Anaconda. Dave, you've seen That's it, but I'm I've sure seen, you haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I actually just watched it earlier this week, just to kind of uh, research it up. Uh, it, it's on Amazon for anybody who wants to watch it it's for free. But the, the film stars Jennifer Lopez, who is smoking hot, and she's still hot in her 50s. But um, she thinks she was like 28. When, oh, wow. So she was real young, but yeah, she's still smoking hot. And then you have Ice Cube, yep. uh, John Voight, <laughs> and then you even have uh, Owen Wilson was in it. Oh, really? I don't remember. Yeah, he, it was, oh. he wasn't a main character, but he's in there. And then Danny Trejo. He's in so many okay, things. Yeah. He's fun. But it's a pretty decent movie overall and has since kind of become a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell the plot, okay? We'll just yeah. kind of go over it real quick. So, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But a documentary film crew go to the Amazon to find a local tribe. But they pick up a man, that's John Voigt's character, who later turns to be the bad guy. He's the villain. And he kind of takes over the boat and makes them go on a giant snake hunt instead. Now, several members of the team end up getting eaten by the giant anaconda. Pretty good death scenes. Yeah. A bunch of them. Like the guy jumping off the waterfall and the snake grabbing him in midair. That was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, good death scenes. And it comes down to just Ice Cube and J-Lo as the survivors. 
then well, uh, John Voight's character is alive too, but his character ties them up and throws monkey blood on them. And guess what? J-Lo is still sexy covered in monkey blood. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the one of the most memorable scenes is when uh, Voight's character gets eaten by the anaconda. It's really mm. cool. And then a few minutes later, he regurgitates him and it falls in front of J-Lo and he like looks like he's not dead, but all the way. So he like blinks and it looks creepy, <laughs> but it, that was a, that was a cool scene. It was one of my favorites. And then eventually J-Lo and Ice Cube light the snake on fire and kill it with an ax. Mm. And I think she also, sh- yeah, she shoots an anaconda too. So I think there was like two giant anacondas. I don't know. They didn't really say anything about that. There was just... Yeah. I think there was two of them. Kind of like in yeah. Lake Placid, there was uh, two giant crocodiles, too, out of nowhere, just yeah. to throw you off. Yeah, I didn't I didn't, didn't watch Lake Placid. I wanted to. You know that's listed as a comedy? Uh, the may, the first one? I think so. It is. There are, there are com- comedic elements. Is there yeah. more Lake Placids? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. As we'll get into. <laughs> oh. I got something else to talk about with Lake Placid. But, um, so, yeah, there's a quick rundown for you, and it has a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, I liked it overall, and it, it, like I said, it's got a cult it's following. A cult following, yeah. It's one of those kind of movies. Uh, it did. It, it grossed 136 million on a 45 million budget, oh, so it made that's that's not shabby, yeah. not too shabby at all. Uh, there are some things to be critical about, though, and mostly that is the behavior of the anaconda, which is <laughs> not accurate. Jumping, yeah, basically. <laughs> and in the movie, like it makes this loud screeching sound. Like anacondas do not make that sound. It sounded like the the zombie things from I Am Legend. Like, uh. <laughs> and like no anacondas do not do that and they also do not need to eat that often and this this snake killed like eight like five people in a two-day period <laughs> like no that they would eat one and then go slumber off for a while yeah. binge watching netflix you know <laughs> yeah they would but uh whatever it's a it's a pretty decent movie so go watch it if you haven't seen it yet yeah Oh, and guess what? I learned that um, just last year, a reboot was announced. Oh, really? So we have that to look forward to. They're going to reboot Anaconda. Interesting. Sweet. So I'm excited for that. That that should be pretty cool. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, There was... You know what? I think they should hire us to be on on the film, too. Yeah, there you go. I want to be eaten by the snake. That'd be cool. Uh, There was then a second Anaconda movie called Anacondas. The Hunt for the Blood Orchid, released in 2004. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Like, it wasn't free on Amazon, so I didn't watch it. But uh, it's a cheesy action monster movie. Uh, nobody really famous in it. Went, went more B, B movies. Oh, yeah, definitely B. But this one was released in theaters. Oh, okay. But uh, it has a team. Uh, spoiler alerts, okay? I'm just going to do it real quick. So, a team goes on search to find a fountain of youth type flower. Things go bad. They fall off a waterfall. Then some are eaten by multiple giant anacondas. One guy turns on the group to steal the flowers and to get rich. He obviously gets eaten. <laughs> Anaconda orgy. They kill a bunch of snakes. Uh, the flowers, they went uh, all burn up. And four survive and nobody gets rich. <laughs> there you go. That's the whole movie in a nutshell right oh, there. Okay. <laughs> the, okay, but the absolute stupidest thing about this movie is it doesn't even take place in the Amazon. Oh, really? It takes place in Borneo, Indonesia. Anacondas don't even live there. Ugh. It drives me nuts. They <laughs> they could have just called it Python and not Anaconda. Yeah. Pythons live there. Or just had it take place in the Amazon. Like, it just, like they're insulting the audience. By doing yeah. that, you know what I mean. They're yeah. they're insulting their intelligence by doing that. Was, so was it a legit sequel to it, or was it someone else trying to capitalize? No, they're just on using it. the anaconda name. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, if they called it Python, it's not. It didn't have the anaconda ness that the last yeah. movie did. So, and it's not a direct sequel or anything. Okay. But in even in 2004, when I saw this, I was like, "That was stupid. That pissed me off." Because <laughs> I remember in the opening sequence, they have like a tiger in it, and I was like, "Wait, tigers don't live." In-. And this is like <laughs> when I was a kid. I was like, "Tigers don't live in the Amazon." That, I mean, it could be a jaguar, but not a tiger. And it was just it just pisses me off. Oh, that kind yeah. of like just insulting you. And it yeah. has a. It's actually you know it's decent. The mm. movie itself, if you can 
forgive that get aspect past, of it. You can get past get past, past, yeah. get past the uh, not being in the Amazon. But it, it has a 26 on Rotten Tomatoes. So oh, really? Not super good, but if you like the monster movies, then it could be fun. Uh, then in 2008, there was an Anaconda 3, Offspring, a direct-to-TV movie. Uh, then in 2009, Anaconda's Trail of Blood. Then in 2015, Lake Placid vs. Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, like, Lake Placid was a giant crocodile movie from like 99. Uh, yeah. And I think it had Bill Pullman in there. It, it was all right. I liked it. But then they also went the like with the sequels to like just use the Lake Placid name and okay. have all these other crappy go to direct to TV yeah. non sequel sequels. You get what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen any of these ones though. Okay. But I, I like dumb monster movies, so it could be fun. Yeah. Uh, the first one though is by far the best, uh, and I assume the most fa- and obviously the most famous. Yeah. Uh, I do look forward to a reboot though. That'll that be interesting. Pretty cool. We better do it justice, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a pretty low bar, but yeah, <laughs> could be fun. Like there, there's been a couple of good um, monster, you know, animal movies recently. There was the um, the Shallows with the great oh, white shark, yeah. and Blake Lively was in it. That one wasn't I bad. I mean, one. it was really like that shark. I don't know why it was it, after her so much, yeah. but but it was still a decent movie. And then the better one was that movie Crawl. Have you not oh, seen that the one, one yet? One with the alligator, the in alligators the in the hurricane. Yeah, now yeah, that one was good. I didn't see that one, that one like, though. I think it's it's on something that you can watch it. Okay, so you should you should watch that movie. Okay. Um. Yeah. There's been so hopefully this one will follow up on that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, but that is it for pop culture, and then Dave, that's gonna wrap up the episode. I hope everyone learned some cool new things on anacondas. I know I definitely did. And, uh, Dave, this was episode 99. That means it's the next episode will be the big one, one double O. It's a pretty cool accomplishment for us. And I'm proud that we made it that far. Of course, the 100th episode will be another famous story from our man, Jim Corbett. I'm Jim Corbett. We will cover the story of the man-eating leopard of Ruta Prayag. I think Ooh. I'm saying that. I'll get the proper pronunciation oh, okay. for that later. But yeah, the leopard of Ruta Prayag. Uh, this was a serial-killing leopard with a kill count of 125 people. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, you think of, like, human serial killers? Not even close. Yeah. Like, these animals got way more. That's crazy. And it, it's a whole book worth of a story, like 250 pages. Wow. So I got to condense all that. So it's likely going to be a two-parter. Okay. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. But uh, I'm very excited for this story. As everyone knows, Jim Corbett is one of my favorite people in history. Um, just a badass guy like a, and like a noble guy. Yeah. He's just like an all-around cool yeah. dude, I think. And we will get that story to you as soon as possible. I got a lot of work to do ahead for this one. All right, uh, shout-outs. We just got one shout-out, and uh, this is from Adam Matuka. Adam Matuka. From M- Milwaukee, or as the, nat- the, the Native Americans pronounce, Milwaukee. Oh, yeah? That's a Wayne's World reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> from Alice Cooper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but he said that we uh, binged, or that he binged all episodes in two weeks. Oh my goodness! That's, that's way too much of us. I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't handle you for that long or myself. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, that's that's impressive. And he also told us to hurry up with new episodes. We're taking uh, too long. Yeah, Fair, yeah, I agree with true. that. So uh, thank you very much, Adam. But Dave, if any other listeners want to shout out. What can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps us gain more attention, gain more listeners. If you really want to help us out, you know, you could uh, donate some money via PayPal or Venmo. Help us during these constricting times. Yeah, there you go. I was waiting uh, for that. Yeah, and uh, for just <laughs> for just the amount of a cup of coffee a month, you can help feed starving people who talk about the uh, anacondas in the Amazon. Very good, yes. I knew you were going to say constricting, but that that worked out pretty well. Yes, go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or on my 
personal Venmo, you, uh, with, which is Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all the info is in the description below. And also, to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. You can tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know. Or if you just want to say hi, suggest an episode idea, feel free. You can message us uh, on Facebook or Instagram or email us, either way. Alright, so last episode I mentioned that I am working on making hot sauces. Now, David, you've tried some of them, right? Uh Are they hot? Well, yeah, I don't do hot sauces. I'm... I'm a wimp. You are a wimp. But uh, the ones I tried, they were they weren't bad. They were good. Yeah, I've been so I'm uh, making an avocado uh, avocado jalapeno, a pineapple jalapeno, a creamy ranch jalapeno, and a mango habanero. The mango yeah. habanero is, is very spicy. Oh yeah. But I mentioned that last time, and I said to people to send in some names. Well, uh, we would be able to name our hot sauce. Like, I really want to do, like, a Force of Nature hot sauce. That would be awesome. And then name, like, the individual ones. So we had a couple people send in some ideas. Okay. And I'll throw them out there, all right? Tasmanian Devilish Hot Sauce. Oh, hey. Not bad, right? Yeah. Sidewinder Suicide Sauce. Oh, that's pretty clever. Shockingly Hot Electric Eel Sauce. Oh, nice. <laughs> And then uh, uh, Corbett's Mustache Hot Sauce. Okay. There's got to be a Corbett one. Yeah, there's yeah, got to be Yeah, I think huh? we could do a Corbett one. But yeah, thanks to Bev and Adam for sending those. That's awesome. So yeah, anybody else, please send us hot sauce ideas. I think it's just kind of fun to do. Yeah. But yeah, send us some hot sauce ideas. Also, if we have any like artists out there, I am looking into getting tattoos I was just telling Dave about it. Yeah. So, and I want it to be kind of animal themed. I, I know I want to get a saber tooth cat skull. Like I want to do my left arm from my elbow through my shoulder. And I want it to be there to be some animal stuff in there. So if you're an artist and you could think of cool animal tattoo ideas, send me those too. That would be really cool. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, you can help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify. We're on Apple, everything, all of the platforms that uh, you need. Dave, do you have anything else? I'm good. Uh, Professor Cheetor, how about yourself? Um, Matt, I have some of your hot sauce right here. I've heard so many great things about it, I think I shall try it. Okay, here we go. Nah, this is nothing. I don't even taste anything. Oh, wait a minute, there it is. Oh, it's in the back of the throat. Oh, it's a very spicy ice watering. Oh, this was a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a big hit of that sauce, too, there, Professor. You're going to be struggling for a minute. So. He's going to have to run that off. <laughs> yeah, run that off. <laughs> it's a spicy. Yeah. All right. This is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.